Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You know, there once was a time back in the day in Messina, New York, where Tim Wells dreamed of being Brent Musburger or Irv Cross or Jimmy the Greek Schneider, positioned alongside Phyllis George on the NFL Today, which is the music you're hearing right now. It was music to my ears as a young kid in Weston. And you know what? We are the NFL Today. We are the Patriots pregame show. We are gearing up for a game in Frankfurt, Germany at 9.30 on the NFL Network. We are watching to see whether they can position themselves to draft Caleb Williams or Drake May or Bo Nix or Michael Penix. We are loving NFL football in Europe. Tim Welsh, your thoughts? Guten Morgen, Peter. <laughs> and actually, I dreamed of being Phil Rizzuto doing the Yankee games. <laughs> Leaving it, leaving in the seventh inning. Uh, one thing I didn't dream to be is the head coach of Georgetown to lose the Holy Cross uh, and, uh, last night. That's that was the rough uh, one, yeah. and uh, they'll, they'll get it. They'll get it going. I was at the Friar game last night. They got it going. And uh, let me just tell you, let's let's pivot off football on a Sunday morning. Come on, give me a break. I mean, as Mad Dog would say, I'm not going to pray to. Mac Jones, I'm praying to my God. I'm going to 9.30 Mass at OLM. I'm not going to turn the Patriots on at 9.30 in the morning. I just will not do it. Uh, but anyway, uh, here's the difference. And uh, going to college basketball right out of the gate, since your football team is absolutely horrendous. You know, I tried to give you some love for a few weeks. I got one win out of you with the Bills. But, I mean, you lose to the Commanders at home. Come on. You got to be, you got to I told you it was coming. I told you. You did. You I did. I, I can't, I can't, you know, I, I, I love it when people say, I told you so. Well, I told you so back in June. You were, you were, you were, te you were tepid. Joe was a little tepid. I told you their offense was horrendous. I told you their defense was mediocre. I told you their coaching was awful. John, I, I was off last week. I, I had the commanders beating the Patriots too. No, no, but I'm talking back in June, Joe. Oh, we're, yeah. we're giving ourselves a little pat on the back here because I need it after my Eagles lost to Virginia Tech 48-22. to But, Tim, 26th in the NFL in points allowed, 27th in yards allowed, 29th in points scored. That's your New England Patriots. That's all you need to know. Playing a mediocre Colts team today. The commanders are mediocre, but the Patriots will still get killed because that's who they are. Yeah, I mean, you know, and – I, I'm gonna ask you, we're, we're going back and forth. We're all over the map here today. But uh, how was that crowd, Joe? How was that last week? 
Uh, how, does it, how does it feel in the building? It's becoming more and more tepid. Um, fans going probably just because they have the tickets, not really passionate about the product. It's it's uh, it's a rough state right now for Foxborough. I had your guide Zoe on the radio. I was as I was traveling back from UMass last week, and at one point Zoe said, "Here comes the booze. They deserve it. Turn it up." He oh, oh he's starting to lose it, as as most Patriot Nation is. Yeah, Zoe's losing it. I mean, he's just, uh, you know, we're all losing it. It's just, uh, this is the product that we've been watching now for four years. So anyway, but anyway, going back to college basketball, here's the difference between Providence College basketball and Georgetown basketball at the moment, at the moment. And I said this uh, when Ed left for, for Georgetown. The problem with the Georgetown job right now as it sits is that these sleepy games in November, the Holy Crosses of the world, the Columbias of the world that Providence played last night, Milwaukee, they didn't play that well, but they, but the home court advantage at the amp is outstanding. There's about 11,000 people there last night. And when you have one of those sleepy games that the players, you know, no matter what, how many film, how much film you show them or whatever, it's still Milwaukee, it's still Columbia. And they're not as fired up play them obviously as they are against to play UConn or Marquette or whoever we know the names but the crowd will pull you up will pull your bootstraps up and lift you over the top so you don't lose these games in November and that's the problem that's I watched a lot of the Georgetown Holy Cross game I came home from the amp last night and watched the Providence game live and you know that's the problem that Georgetown doesn't have a, a home court advantage and they don't have the talent now either but you know having said that we'll We'll get back to football, but that was my early that was my early take because I did go to the uh, Providence game last night. I was impressed with just their energy and their toughness, and they didn't play great, but they found a way to win. And well, that's that's pro- well, again, let's let's not kid ourselves. And I know as a coach, you love all coaches love identity. They love the identity. They love the culture. They love the what we what we're made of thing. That's who Providence is right now. I, I don't care who the coach is whether it's Kim English or, you know, whether it was you name the coach they could have brought in, he had a established foundation. Uh, I know he had to do a lot in the portal and he brought some guys in, he brought some guys with him from George Mason, but he had a guy like Hopkins. He had guys like Pierre guys that have been there before guys that are part of the program. Those guys were cultural guys. So he had a foundation. All he had to do basically was turn the key and add his imprint. Ed Cooley had nothing, zero. He had an absolutely broken house. The thing collapsed. The, the last four years, it was just buried. Two and thirty-seven in the Big East. So, and by Cooley, the way, and by the way, shame on Georgetown for letting it get that way. I, I mean, know. shame on them. I mean, first of all, they hired the wrong guy. I don't care, Patrick Ewan, great player, great guy, great NBA player, great NBA assistant, but had no interest in doing the things you need to do to be a successful college coach in 2000 in the 2020s, which is the portal, which is NIL, which is getting out on campus and being a face on campus, which is being around the program. So you don't lose players every year 
leaving the program. He did nothing. He did zero. Uh, you know, and, and for that, he they should be ashamed that they kept him that long. Right. And Ed will Ed will get that back in line. And yeah, the reason point. Providence is and the reason Providence is where they are today is because of Ed. And Kim English is doing an outstanding job of continuing that. And you know, for his sake, I hope he grows it even bigger and better. And I think he will. I think he will because he's he's got a good knack for he's got a great personality for players. Players want to play for him. And um, last night they were, they were pretty impressive, even though they didn't play their best game. But they found a way to have a double digit lead pretty much the whole game and found a way to win. Yeah, And that's again, that's who they are. So that's who they've been for the last you know, credit to Ed Cooley for building that. They know how to win. It's that elusive DNA thing that they have and Georgetown doesn't have after losing the Holy Cross by a point. We well, they had, 7, 000, they had 7,000 people in a 20,000 seat arena. I mean, what kind of atmosphere is that? That's just a nothing. It's like being at a high school game for God's sakes. And, and the, and the amp last night was, was pretty much filled and it was, it was against Milwaukee. Yeah. And you'd be in by 10 and it soundly, you know, obviously you were there. I was actually at the Celtics game, speaking of uh, teams that uh, have had a little rough run this week, but it looks like they've turned the key again and figured out uh, that they're, you know, they're an unbelievable offensive team. And, and, and you get you get an amazing appreciation of it, as you know, when you're there and you're watching it and the ball moves and there's absolutely fluid movement all over the place. Porzingis gives them such a different look, the fact that he extends the floor. Uh, Jalen Brown had great moments last night. Tatum, Tatum is just ridiculous. I mean, that guy, I'll tell you what, we rip him a little bit, especially in the playoffs, but you know what? None better on offense. None. I mean, it's unbelievable the way he moves with the ball, the way he drives to the lane, the way he uses both hands effectively, unlike Jalen Brown. Uh, it was just, they just crushed, you know, a mediocre Toronto team. I'm sure. I don't know if you saw any of it, but it was just the game was off the hinges. It was, I think it was a 31 point lead in the third quarter and the game was over, but that's who the Celtics are. Again, it's, it's who our theme today, who you are. Patriots. We know who they are. The last four years, we know who they are. They're less than 500 team. They stink. Georgetown stinks. Providence, very good team. Celtics, great team. That's who they well, are. Going back to the Providence game last night, they, um, uh... Very impressed with their freshman guard, Garway Duell. I mean, he is he is outstanding. He gives them something they haven't had. He's just a long, athletic guard. He can play the point. He can play the two. He's six five. He's got great fluidity. And, uh, you know, Bryce Hopkins didn't have the best game in the world last night, and they still won easily because they've got a lot of pieces. They've got good balance. Um, you know, they're going to be a factor in the Big East. They are, you know, and they're going to – what you see now is not what you're going to get because, you know, they're trying to fit, fit some new pieces in a new coach. Uh, so it was a good win for them. They've got Wisconsin on Tuesday. So that'll be the, their first real test. That'd be a very good game. No, I think it's the college basketball. I know you love it. Kicked off with a vengeance. A lot of teams, uh, especially even on the women's side, I called the women's game the other night, Harvard and BC, BC blew a 19 point lead, lost to Harvard. The county form, uh, but you know, newfound appreciation for that aspect of the game. I know you've seen a lot of women's basketball the last couple of years, especially with Gino Ariema. But you know, a team like LSU losing on the women's side, uh, not as many men's upsets. But there was, uh, to me, 
I think college basketball, we said it last year, parity filled, no question. You want to talk Kansas, fine. You want to say they're the number one team, fine. Guarantee you that that, that won't hold shock. There's going to be a lot of movement in that top 20, and I think that's great. I think that's great for the game. Yeah, you know, it is. And uh, the thing about college basketball, I mean, everyone says, well, you shouldn't start it till after the holidays, after Christmas. But I think they're doing a better, you know, ESPN and, and the schools themselves have done a be much better job of, you know, putting some marquee matchups. We had Duke and Arizona on Friday night was, you know, very rarely you see a game like that, just a standalone game on a Friday night and before Thanksgiving. So that was, you know, that part is, it makes it good. And these games are all on TV now too, which is even better. You know, you can just follow everything a little bit earlier in the season with all the regional network, you know, the ACC networks and the big 12 and, and the big East, all the games are on Fox. So that, that part is, makes, I think you can gravitate a little bit earlier to college basketball. Yeah, you can, you can. And then on, on the flip side, I've had this discussion with some people that work, friends of ours that work at ESPN it might start too early because it gets lost. You know, obviously you're going to watch, I'm going to watch people invest are going to watch, but it's still a college football world. It's still an NFL world. You might want to think about starting more towards Christmas. I don't, I'm sure that hasn't been really discussed because there's too much money on the table, but it gets a little lost in the sports menu and the sports landscape. College football is still last night. Fantastic. Watched a little bit of Caleb Williams against Oregon. I know the USC is not very good, but he's still a must-watch whenever he's on. Uh, Penn State, Michigan, didn't see that game. It's called BC, but that was disappointing. Uh, Michigan, we'll get into that. You, your guy, Jim Harbaugh, uh, gone for three games. But to me, every every game in college football now, and we've said this all year, is especially, the, obviously, the big ones, you, you got to watch it. You got to watch some. If you're a sports fan, you're looking at unbelievable moments every Saturday. Yeah, it's uh, it's been good and interesting to see this whole Michigan situation with Jim Harbaugh. He's going to try to get a, a court order to allow him to play. I'm sure they have some judge friends in the state of Michigan that will get that done for him this week. And then the Big Ten will have to counter. So it's ugly. It's ugly. Just take your medicine. Move on. They don't need you on game day. I mean, you're, you're, you're lucky enough, in my opinion, that you're allowed to be with the team at all. You know, yes. most most coaches' suspensions say, go away, you're you're gone. Like when the NCA suspends you for certain violations, coaches that have been suspended in the past have not been able to even be on campus or be seen until the suspension is over. So that's it's not a real suspension. It's fake. It's totally fake. I mean basic <laughs> basically, I mean, listen. You know, it's it's lipstick. That's all it is. It's it's basically it's window dressing, and you don't tell me anything else. And you know, for by all accounts, the Big Ten commissioner is a good guy. Everybody likes him. He's doing a good job, and he and he's putting in a corner because the ads are the ads and presidents are are down and breathing down his neck, wanting to do something. And you know, but then he's got the other side of it where he's got the big mighty Michigan on the other end. So, you know, he tried to, he tried to keep both sides happy in my opinion. And I, I think that was wrong. You know, if you're going to suspend somebody, suspend them, you're suspended. You know, it's uh, 
it's like anything else, you know, you, you've got to pay the price and they did something viciously wrong and don't, don't tell me other people do it. No, no, they don't do that. People steal signals. Okay. Yes. That, that could happen in your own building or off tape, but sending someone to an opponent's stadium, no. that's, it's absolutely hasn't been done since 1994. That's all you need to know. If, if everybody's if everybody's doing it, who else is doing it? Let's let's hear. Well, I, I love it, and that's that's what I told you. I heard that on PTI. Like, oh, it's not a big deal, says Kornheiser and Wilbon. Yes, it is a big deal. It, of course, it's a big deal. There's levels of cheating. I understand. We we both understand that people have stolen signals in the past. I get that, but that doesn't mean you're sending assistance or low level assistance to other games and videotaping. That doesn't mean that you're doing that. That's what that's that's what Harbaugh took it to the next level. That's why it's a big deal. That's it, and it's an accountability issue too. Like forget, I can't stand when coaches say I had no idea it was happening. That's a flat out lie, as you documented with Rick Pitino in the past when he said that. That's a lie. He knew it was happening at Louisville. He might not have known to what the extent it was. Who knows? I don't know. I guess I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He knew what was happening. Everybody knows you knew everything that was happening at Providence. Every coach, if they're worth a grain of salt, should know everything that's happening in your program. So that's a lie by Harbaugh. Clearly, he knew it was happening. Yeah, of course he did. Of course, I mean, you, you know, this guy was on his staff, and you know, the other coaches clearly, clearly knew that this was going on. The coaches that they were playing against, and they knew something was going on because they. You know, they have people too. I mean, these coaches, these, I mean, you know, basketball programs these days in the Big 12 and the SEC and some, some of the ACC schools, they've got like 10 assistant basketball coaches. So what do you think they have in football? I mean, they have an army, an army of people. No question. Yeah. So, you know, these other programs knew what was going on. They sniffed it out over time and they finally, they got caught. They got caught red-handed. You know, they, there's, receipts for tickets and you know on the sidelines at central michigan i mean it's just it, it's a joke it's just embar it's embarrassing because first of all they don't need it they don't need it they're michigan they're loaded no. and that's that's the sad part for the players they've got a you know they're having a dream season and it's being marred by this ridiculous cheating you know very very like not unlike your Patriots did back in the day with Spygate, with Spygate, you know, but they're just, you know, the, the Patriots were lucky. They didn't get hammered worse than they did, but Michigan, they, they put a little bit of hammer down, but not enough. No. And I, you and I both said that, you know, that we weren't, weren't going to be surprised if there wasn't, you know, a huge suspension. It's just, it's the, it's the classic lipstick on a pig thing. And great point. Michigan is loaded. Yesterday, J.J. McCarthy didn't throw a pass in the second half. Did not throw a pass. Blake Corum ran through that Penn State defense. Uh, Penn State is just – James Franklin, as you would say, come on, please. Winning big game against a team that actually is a good opponent. When was the last, when was the last time James Franklin won a big game? Anybody. 401 Go ahead. It's 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 it, 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 yes, overrated Tim with a capital O. I know it's Penn State's always overrated. It's just 
again, who they are. But give me a better performance than that yesterday. Not good. Yeah. No, no. And, you know, the, obviously the Michigan game is the one. Michigan-Ohio State becomes the game again. And uh, But this whole, you know, Michigan should just take their medicine. I, I don't understand now they're going to drag this out. And their athletic director, Ward Manuel, says, you know, they, the conference violated the bylaws because the investigation isn't over. What? What investigation? You know, they they responded to the accusations by not saying they didn't do it. They didn't say that at all. Nor has there been any culpability. No one, Harbaugh's not talking. He's not saying, well, listen, we made a mistake or whatever. There's none of that. So, you know, from that from that angle, again, with Harbaugh, it's just, I'm the smartest man in the room. Uh, I'm untouchable. Uh, don't bother me with these accusations. Uh, yeah, sorry, Jim. You'll be bothered. You'll be bothered some more as they roll towards the college football playoff. Uh, teams are, teams are emerging here. That's in the team, the outlying teams right on the edge of that CFP. It's too bad we don't have 12 this year. They're going to have 12 in the playoffs next year. But Alabama, shocker, they're getting stronger as the season goes goes more here. It goes longer. Uh, Jalen Milroe had six touchdowns combined yesterday. Looks like they found a quarterback. No question they found a quarterback. Bo Nix is fantastic. Uh, I don't know how he's going to be as a pro, but he's a heck of a college player. Uh, and, you know, they beat USC. Lincoln Riley, your guy, four losses with the Trojans. They're now eliminated from Pac-12 contention. Uh, he had never lost more than two games during a regular season. Good good defense. Fires his defensive coordinator last week after they were embarrassed. And so uh, there's your fall guy. But uh, Oh, I love when that happens. I know. I know you love it. You love the fall guy thing. Well, at least in college basketball, that doesn't happen. I mean, it's just football. That just irritates me to no end. You know how they fire these coaches that are coordinators in the middle of the season. It's just, it's just mind boggling. It's just, it's just get away. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. You're keeping the wolves away. I mean, imagine if uh, back in the day, if uh, you know BC lost a tough game to the UConn and. Timmy O'Shea was in charge of the defense, and Al Skinner walked in the next day and fired Timmy because the defense gave up 80 points. <laughs> I mean, it would just be laughable. I mean, how can you do that? You just, it's just, it, take the heat off me. That's why a lot of these these college football coaches, I, I can't take them. I can't take them. Harbaugh's of the world, these guys, they, I just can't take them. That's why college basketball has much more, I think it's got a lot more soul to it, you know, just as far as feeling, as far as personality. As far as these coaches are more real people than some of these college football coaches. How about Deion Sanders? You think the shine's off that one? They've, they've lost six in a row. And then they're not well, bowl eligible yet. So, Deion, you're a genius still? You're reinventing the way the game's played? Speaking of, yeah. speaking of demoting coaches, demoting his offensive coordinator. Speaking of media... Let's go back to that. Uh, your man, your man, Mike Florio, again, stirring it up over the weekend, saying that uh, Bill Belichick might be coaching for his job again today. Can you give me a break with this stuff? I mean, he comes up with this stuff out of left field. 
I mean, there's no validity to it. Who is he talking to? Who ben is Bowling. he talking Oh, my God. I mean, you got to be kidding. I can't take him seriously. And NBC puts him right on the on the stage on Sunday Night Football. They put him right in the right front and center in the studio. I mean, the guy, the guy has no credibility. I mean, how is he? How is he put on television all the time? And how do people even quote him and say that there's anything to what he says? There's no way that Bill Belichick is coaching for his job today. There's no way. Well, I will say this though, I I, I tend to agree with you, but I will say if they do get. I don't even even if they lose, everyone says, "Oh, what happens if they get beaten soundly?" Who cares? It's the loss is a loss. They lose 24-21. You still stink. Uh, but it will be a, a during the bye. You might hear more of that, and that's not that's just the the dimes that you love that are dropped. The dimes are going to drop a lot. They're going to be two and eight in the bye. A lot of time to rest. A lot of time to contemplate. A lot of time for the crafts to analyze. Not that they haven't already, I'm sure. As you know, I love the conspiracy. Was it that big of a deal? Like, talk about stop, stop, stop. And it used to drive me nuts when I was with Dennis and Callan. We'd, we'd magnify things that aren't big deals. Like Jonathan Kraft in a in a luxury suite saying, you know, let's analyze what Jonathan Kraft said to his father in, at the Commanders game when he got a text from somebody and said, "We're not very good." You know, we're, we we just don't have the talent. We're just not there. We're just not good enough. Is that is that is that is that a magnanimous statement? Is that is that earth shattering? Gee, what a shock! The Patriots aren't good. No, no kidding. Really, what a revelation! Like, I heard that for two days on local radio. Is that a big deal? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, if they do that. I mean, I don't have a lot of respect for much of what they do anyway uh robert Kraft, i think he's mostly phony because he comes out and says all this stuff and he, he there's no follow-up to it and you know if you're going to say stuff you know follow it up but he has not he's he's let the program get to where it is the organization the team he, it's his fault you know because he's watched it and it's been a slow death since tom brady left first he let tom brady walk out the door then he calls Stephen A. Smith and says, I, I really wanted to keep, we wanted him back. Well, you wanted him back, what, at $14 million a year? Stop. Stop it. I mean, no one believes anything he says. So if, for him to do this, if he ever did that, I mean, I would lose total, total respect for him. Not that I have much anyway, but I just think that you can't do that. You can't, you can't do that. Uh, uh, that's where I do point back to what he has done for the organization, Fine. The end of the season, you want to do something, do it. But don't. That's not happening after today's game. That it just, it just. You can't judge on one game. I mean, oh, it'd be two and eight. Obviously, that's bad. But where's it going? It's not getting any better by you doing this. It's not. And what's that prove? That proves that you're weak. That you're going to blame him for everything. No, you have to. You have to stand up and take some blame yourself. No, absolutely. And well, I, I blame Belichick for his personnel decisions. There's no question. He's absolute abject failure in that, that department in the last five years. Uh, and, and whether that's, you know, he'll, and Belichick will come right back to the money thing, which he has done in the past, which is fine because they're, you know, what, second to last in total money spent. And that's a crap thing. So, yes, one hand shakes the other. It's a, it's a, it's a total collapse. 
They, again, back to where, I, where we started at 701. What's their identity? They lost it. They lost their culture. They lost their identity. They lost who they are. They stick. That's their brand right now. They're not, they're, they're a bad team. You can't spin it any other way. You can talk to me all you want. And I love it. Oh, they're going to win five. They're going to win. No, they're not. They are not going to win five games. And I don't care if they do. Because Actually, I do care because you're blowing your draft position. Uh, that's stupid. It, to me, and I know they're athletes and they, they have some pride. Maybe some of them do. Who knows on this team? I have no idea. But, you know, you really care if you're three and 14 or five and 12, Tim, does it matter? No, it doesn't. And, you know, at this point, it's just, we're, we're spinning our wheels. When you, when you know, you just, when you're talking about the coach being removed in the middle of the season, then, you know, it, the whole program is a disaster, especially when you've got six Super Bowls in your pocket. But, it, you know, we've been talking about it for three years and it's just, you can't, you can't draft the way you've drafted. You can't, not sign marquee players. Uh, you can't hit, you know, hire hire your buddies to be assistant coaches. Uh, make no coaching changes at all, as far as I, you know. And, that, and that's what I've said in the past. I told you that uh, I thought that's what it, they should have done after last year. You know, brought in a lot of new blood, not just Joe Judge and Matt Patricia out, and Joe Judge is still there, but a total revamp of the coaching staff. I mean, you know, I like Troy Brown. I've worked up with him on television. He's a good guy. He was a great player, but what's he doing with the receivers? Have you seen them? Terrible. You know, and that, you know, that's, that's what you have to do. You have to look at the whole program and they've let everything just stay status quo. And that's why they are where they are. Yep. That's, that's for sure. This is meter of the coach. We're here till nine o'clock. Bill Koch, Providence journal will join us at eight. We'll talk some college hoops. With Bill, we'll get into your calls as well. 401-777-1037. Joe Passarelli, you're up next. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 